Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Session 121. Today I'm sat down with none other than DTG and we're going to be talking all things music, food and even girls. So if you want to hear more then stay tuned. So what, what, what were you doing last night? Oh, um, mm. I actually performed last night. Where did you perform? Uh, New Cross, a club New called Cross. Hatch. <gasps> Up in Hatch? With my friends, the owner I think. What's his name? Tills. Tills, no, they, they do AMPS events there, don't they? Yes. Yeah, I know AMPS, I've interviewed AMPS. He followed me yesterday. Yeah, he's He lit. asked me to perform with at his events as well. Yeah, because he knows Rams. 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 The artist. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. from the yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So, I've been hatched before to one of his events, but I didn't realise it was his event, because I know his manager. Mm. And I've gone to Southampton, because I'm from Southampton as well. Okay. And I've gone to Southampton to interview him. But I still need to put that interview out because I've been doing other stuff. Been doing stuff. Yeah. How was your performance there? Come on. It's always a shutdown. So <laughs> what did you perform? I performed Rover and I did my song Leader too. Oh, okay. Yeah. How has um, everything been after like your song with Simba come out? Mm, um, <laughs> well. You don't have to answer anything if you don't want to answer it anything. Was... I'd say, obviously, things have changed, but not as much as people think it has. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to put that one, really. Okay. Yeah. So, in terms of your song, Leader, mm. what was the like, story behind writing that song? Do you, <coughs> write, you write your own music? As, as, Every single word. Yeah, because I remember you saying like, you're writing music in your head. Yeah. So, how is, what's the inspo behind that song? Well, I mean... My writing process is normally like, sometimes the lyrics come first before anything, like before I even hear a beat. And like, a lot of the time it's, a lot of the times it's melodies um, that can come first. And sometimes I can just catch a vibe to the beat and just fall in love with it. And that's what happened with the leader beat. Um, me and this producer, young producer from South Wales, ATX, he's 14. Wow. Um, we were on Discord, which is like, um, a video kind of conference app um, <clears throat> and yeah he played me the beat and obviously I used to smoke weed so at the time I was quite high when I heard the beat and I was just vibing and that's kind of how like the whole flow and stuff come about so with that song in particular it was the melody first and then I put the words in and then yeah I got obviously Chapel and Scream of the Church Road Youngers yeah. on the song as well because I have a relationship with Chapel from like first lockdown we linked up, we made a song, and then we just carried on going, really. So, like, you're all for supporting, like, younger artists, young producers, and stuff like that. Have you, are you planning on working up with anyone else that's, like, kind of in their teenage years? Yeah, yeah, um, I actually manage um, a producer called Azura. He's manage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, he's 15. He's from, where is he from, Norwich or something? All these young producers, they're always far, but there's loads of them are killing it, I can't lie, and the drill scene is particular. Um, there's loads, man. One of my friends, Madara Beats, I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his little brother. Um, Produced Diggity's, yeah. Daddy Duppy, yeah. Second Beat, yeah. Second Beat, and I, I didn't realise that I was like, was it Ace Beats? Yeah, I didn't realise that was his little brother, and I was like, that beats hard, he's like, that's my little brother, and I was like, oh, because I met his little brother, and he's super cute, he's like yeah. 14, 13, 14. I think it's good that the youth are finding, like, something productive to do, because yeah. um, obviously, 
a lot of people that aren't interested in school and stuff, you already know how it ends up going. So mm. they can find something that's enjoyable, making the money from young and why not? So what would you say to like the younger generation in terms of like following through with their careers instead of trying to find fast, easy ways to kind of, because you can, you can tell like these days that like, young people don't exactly, they don't have patience, like they yeah. just want fast ways to like make money, have fame, they mm. see a lot of things and they get influenced from stuff online. So how, what would you say to the younger generation in terms of like perseverance? I mean, first thing I'd say is like, just don't wait till school's finished because the system, like the way the system is, you know, they teach you to go to school, whatever, and get, when you're 16, get a job, then do this, do that, like chase your dream from the second you have it, you know? That's what I always believe in and that's what I've always done myself, really. Um, again, in terms of, you know, being hungry for money and all of these things, like, it's just not worth it. It's never worth it trying to, you know, cut the corner or whatever, because it always does catch up to you one way or the other. Like, nothing feels better than working hard for something and getting it, so. Legally. Yeah, legally. And yeah, you appreciate a lot more as well. Mm -hmm. And no one can tell you anything, you know. Exactly. So yeah, I just, my advice is just, literally just, it's, it's just not worth it. Explain your music style to me. Um, <clears throat> hmm, I don't. I don't think I have a style. I have a sound. Like I have a flow. Like I have my own flow. Um, when it comes to rapping, singing it just varies, I guess, because it just does. But yeah, like I'm very versatile. I'd say, like I've been making a lot more rap and singing songs. I've made loads now that none have been released, so the world hasn't really seen that side of me yet, but it's a really good side. People need to sing this energy song. <laughs> Would you like it? it? I liked it. Yeah. And I was saying to your manager, he said, out of all the people in here, you're the only 10% that like it. I said, I don't care, I still vibe with it. Because you like... My manager's, listen, he's not serious. Do you know how many times <laughs> that I've saw this guy so will say that and then... Will come back to me saying this one's hard, you know. I'm like, yeah. bro, I know it is because I don't make bad music. Yeah, I liked it. I feel like I like your style of music. Like, I like what music you like. That mm. makes sense. Like the wavy American vibe. Yeah. And that sounds exactly like that. Yeah, because I, funny enough, I, I wrote that song for Lil Teco. I swear. Um, to like try to reach out to him and send it to him. Obviously, I just put my own words in, mm. and well, yeah, the melody is what he would have taken if anything. But I mean. It's something I would release, or I'd like to, but obviously the reason my manager actually doesn't want it out is, it's not because he doesn't like it, because I've heard him singing it, I've caught him liking mm -hmm. it. It's at times, it's like, he believes, which is a fair point, that obviously, because my fan base is uh, used to me dropping a certain type of music, that might throw them off. However, when I previewed it, like, I played it on like my Instagram live one time, like my TikTok live, like people fuck with it. Mm. And people even till this day message me asking for it. And I feel like in the UK, like people are too judgmental and they want people to stay in their like box. That song wouldn't get appreciated in the UK because that's a very American sound, if that makes sense. So that would be kind of something you could transition to maybe when you're moving more international. Are you looking to be more international? Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got one international feature. 
Um, no, I can't know yet. I can't know yet. But <laughs> I, I have, try and try. I have, um, I have a song with an American artist. Um, I think I've got a song with an Australian artist. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to work with a couple more people internationally this year, like Europe. So like mm. French, Spanish, people in Denmark, Sweden. I'm just trying to yeah, branch out really. What would you say like your work rate is like? Do you feel like you work too hard? Do you need a break? Or do you not? Do you feel like you don't work enough? Um, I don't know how to answer that because I know my work rate hasn't been the best. It has been very, very, very good. Um, in the last like six months, I've been so active, like so, so, so active. Ever since I stopped smoking, I've been more productive. I, I wake up. 4.45, no, I wake up at 3.45 every morning, I go to the gym, I come back, I write music, I'll go to the studio if I have studio that day, if not, I just carry around music, chill at my house. On the weekends, I'm a football coach for kids. Under, yeah, I coach under 12s. Um, I'm a mentor to like two young artists. Obviously, I manage one artist as well. And then I just slip in my social life when I can. So I'm always busy. I'm always busy. Musically, I'm still always busy. But obviously right now, I'm in a like position where it's like, I spent the last couple, well, I spent the last month, well, January's coming to an end now, so I spent the last two months basically just like, not being as busy in the studio because like we have a big song we're sitting on um, with Toby from the Sidemen. Um, that oh. we, yeah, yeah, so we shot that music video at my old school, funny enough, in, so last month. And we, we have an EP on the way. So we're just like working towards finalizing that and all of that. So I don't necessarily need to be like recording a lot of music right now, even though I still am and I'm still writing music, but it's just not as, you know. Do you feel like as an artist in this industry, there's a lot of pressure to constantly work and put out new music to keep, keep that relevance, if that makes sense? Mm, yes and no, like, I feel like your relevance can be kept by having like an online presence, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like. And you've always had that online presence, haven't you? So you're on YouTube, you're, you're quite big on TikTok. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. Like, obviously, I went through a very, very dark, like, mental path, and it was proper shit. So I did come off social media for quite a while, and a lot of people just didn't know what happened to me, to be fair. And I quote unquote fell off. So. Yeah, I'm still kind of even bringing it back. Like, obviously, yeah, my TikTok does well here and there, but I'm, I don't know. I wouldn't say my social presence is super high right now. But again, I don't really care because I've taken the time out to sort myself out, which I've done, and to perfect my craft, so. Do you know what I didn't realise was you? And I literally popped it and I was like, no way that's him. Do you know that I'm Pakistani yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and my friend, she, this is my friend, yeah, she's too funny. When she's drunk on a night out, she's Pakistani. Yeah. She literally, people ask her like, what age? But I'm Pakistani yet. Like, Fuck it, it's too funny. Yeah, but that um, one, that one's, that that one's blue, legendary still. Yeah. That one's legendary. <laughs> that one will live on forever. Nah, that one kills me. So like on TikTok, how do you do you like keep up with like trends? TikTok nah, trends? Nah. nah, nah. I used to like yeah. so I started off with TikTok because I had a I had a viral video, like a video that went viral on Twitter and Instagram. Which one's 
it was me telling a girl I was gay. Oh. Because like she was just onto me and I was just wasn't having it, uh. basically. And I, it got posted. Um, someone recorded it. I didn't even know. Like it wasn't even me that recorded it. So it got posted. It went viral. And then I remember like someone sent me a link on TikTok of the TikTok and it had like 200k views in like an hour. And I was like, what? So I went to bed. This was this was at, like 2 a.m. So I was like, fuck it. If it's getting views on my man's thing, I'm gonna post it. Mm. I went to bed. I woke up to like 100k views. I was like, oh swear. And then like in like a week it got a mil. And I was like, hmm. I guess I kind of got a carry on posting stuff. So I posted like a couple camera roll things until I ran out of it and I was like, okay, cool, let me try these trends and that. <laughs> so I was doing it, I was doing it, and I was doing all right still, but I don't know, like, I don't really like to be seen as a content creator. That's, yeah, no. that's not what, that's, that's another reason why I quit YouTube. Like, that's kind of the whole reason why I quit YouTube, just for, like, that title. Mm. You know, like, being a YouTube artist to me is a very, it's a very insulting title to someone who's, I've safe to say I'm better than a lot of actual rappers like people that just focus on mainly rap i feel like it's hard to kind of transition like as a youtuber into a serious an artist that's taken seriously yeah it's difficult still obviously like i have stuff like rover attached to me a platinum track that charted third in the charts brit nominee all of these things that you know i've got accolades in it but a lot of people still just miss that and just yeah youtube so it's annoying but i mean I've, i've come to the um conclusion and just the realization that no matter what like there's always someone who's gonna say sign in it so as long as i know my truth i'm lit so you're quite i can tell you're quite driven to help younger people yeah why is that um you know what like i just see potential in a lot of people like it's even more than just younger people like like when i see potential in someone I'll do the most and I would like I'll try to bring it out of them like even people I don't know mm-hmm. I've done it so many times like, and I've, it's been it's been a mistake I've made with a lot of people as well like I've invested time and sometimes money into people like families or like just something just because it's just the nature that it's just the nature of my heart I guess but with the youth in particular it's just that like, you know again like I growing up I was fortunate to go to like private schools and stuff oh really? yeah until year seven where I went to my first public school and I was, I tried to fit in, mm. meaning that, you know, I practically just became a bad kid, hence why I got sent to Nigeria for three years. Oh, you did? Yeah. How was that? That was actually good. It was the best time of my life, to be fair. Really? Best time of my youth, like, yeah, definitely. What did you do in Nigeria? Um, I went to school out there, literally, like, that's kind of where my music career properly started, actually, funny enough. But like, yeah, back to my point was like, I just know that it's very easy for kids to just be influenced by anything in it. So I like to have like an older, but still young perspective and life point, like a life perspective to show the kids and allow them to like, kind of just motivate them in it. Like I like, I like motivating kids and just helping them out. And I feel like as well, like, a lot of people, like teachers, for example, they're not really good at, um, I don't think they're good at um, communicating with kids. Yeah, um, I just feel like a lot of the teachers and stuff don't really know how to communicate with the kids because mm-hmm. they're just so old and just so out of touch with the youth. So while I'm still fairly young anyway, like, you know, I feel like it's the best time to do so. That's what I'm kind of like, like my sister, my nephew, my 
oldest one, he basically wants to start doing music. Mm-hmm. And I said to my, my sister's like, talk to him, talk to him. Like, I don't want him to do music. I'm like, why? I said, you can't bring children into the world and expect them to do what you want. Yeah. Like, if that's what he wants to do, then he can do that, even if he does that on his side. And then she's always like, talk to him, talk to him. I'm like, what do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. I said, you guys come in a very, like, you think very one way. Like, you think music, oh, he's going to be a singer. Mm-hmm. Like, he actually wants to do producing and engineering. And he's doing that in school, but they don't know because he doesn't. He doesn't talk to them because he can't relate to them. Mm. Would you feel like you're someone that someone younger can relate to? Oh, definitely. I've done everything. Like, there's not. I don't think there's anything that I haven't tried or that I haven't mastered. Like, I started off as a graphics designer, videographer, mm. video editor. Obviously, essentially a YouTuber. I grew up as a footballer, and I became a singer, rapper, songwriter. I know how to produce a bit. I can't engineer, but. <laughs> Like, I just, you know, there's so many things I can do and I always encourage people again to just like, the world's your, literally your oyster, like, you can try anything and do anything and just whatever works, works. Because I never actually planned to be an artist, it just happened. That's kind of like me, I do a lot of silly things to use, I'm learning how to produce, Mm. obviously I'm I'm a journalist, I go to uni, I work full time, I used to do graphics, sometimes edit videos and whatnot. But I find it very hard. I'm the type of person I find it very hard to balance everything. Yeah, it's Pick difficult. one thing to focus on. Do you feel like you're like that as well? Um, I mean... <clears throat> How do you balance everything that you do? Well, I mean, in terms of, like... The creative side, like, I know why, like, I'm primarily an artist now, so it's like, it's, I know that's just always at the forefront. But with everything else I do, it is a bit difficult at times because, like, my schedule, I'm not really always in control of, like, my manager can, like, I can't, like, truth be told, I didn't even know about this photo shoot today until, like, three days ago, <laughs> three, four days ago. And apparently, no, he did send it to me before, but it was in one of many group chats we've got because there's this project, that project, that project, you get it? So, like my um timetable can for me just be random at times so when i've planned to do this but then i have to put music first it's like mm, so t- it is hard to balance certain things but with everything that i'm in control of i do balance it so in terms of music who would you say is your main influence because i heard you say Lil Tecca, Lil Tecca a lot so is mm. Lil Tecca someone that you find a main influence or is nah. it someone else not at all i fuck with Lil Tecca but nah, he doesn't influence my thing at all. I'd say like, hmm. Maybe Lil Wayne, you know. Lil Wayne. I grew up listening to a lot of Lil Wayne, Drake, uh, John Legend. Uh, mm, I think it's just mainly those three, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just those three. Lil Wayne probably the most, cause like he's super versatile super super versatile he's done all sorts of types of tunes he's done love songs fucking hard rap songs all sorts of stuff stuff where he's singing um just he's just yeah man he's serious seriously versatile and drake too as well super super versatile and even chip like chipmunk was someone that i grew up listening to a lot as well um because obviously he was commercial from when i was a kid when we were kids rather so so we had a debate earlier saying Chip over Stormzy, you said Chip. Yeah. Why? Um, Chip, I don't know, he's just different, man. He's a robot. Mm. You know, like, he... Wordplay's crazy. The wordplay's nuts, like, his flows are nuts. 
he's so cheeky like i just love how cheeky he is and for me you know what it is there was i think it was 2014 or 2015 when he had his second fire in the booth where in that fire in the booth he literally was i remember being it was either at the beginning of the year or the end of the year going into the beginning of the year and he basically went on the fire in the booth and said exactly what he's gonna do that year and did everything like he said He's gonna do this, he's gonna make it to the top, he's gonna do this, do that. Because obviously he had like a rough period. I'm not too sure what happened in his life, but obviously he low-key fell off at one point. Yeah. And he just came back strong, kind of like Dappy. Kind of after like, um, he had that little chip, did he chip bit. Yeah. Then he kind of like went missing for a bit and he come back hard. Yeah, like, yeah, literally, because he was signed to a major from like ages of 15, 16. Had the song with Chris Brown and all. Yeah. Make meal. Like he was really out here and then obviously come back beefing young and like what the hell? Oh yeah. Like you get it. so it's, that's a, that was a major downfall in terms of levels, but no one can deny how cold he is, man, at all. So for 2022, what can we expect from him? From 2022. Let's predict your year. What I if everything goes to plan, God willing in it, like mm -hmm. this is meant to be my year. I've got a big single with Toby next called Just Do It. Um, we got the EP that we want to release with some features on there. Obviously, the way I work, I don't even really fuck with features too much because I just like the satisfaction of knowing that I don't need features to make good songs. And I know that anyway, so. Kind of like J. Cole. Yeah, I fuck with J. Cole as well. He's another wordplay god. But um, yeah, so um, the project. Um, possibly like a headline show, tour maybe, I don't know, like, I don't know, I just, just big things, nothing but big things. Where, did you do any performances last year at like festivals? You didn't? Yeah, yeah, in fact, yeah, it was mad because last year, we, well, I did Wireless, Leeds, yeah, Wireless, Redden and Leeds, and those are the first times I've ever been to a festival in my life. Do you know what, I went to Redden this year. And that was the first time I was there. What day did you go? I went Saturday and Sunday. What oh, so I was, I was there on... Uh, I think I was there on Saturday. Where, what stage were you on? Oh, my days. Um, Capital Extra. Oh. Capital Extra stage. Or BBC, BBC One. BBC Extra. BBC Extra, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I was doing... I was on West Side Radio. And I was basically doing videography for them. Mm -hmm. While one of the presenters would do interviews. If we could get any interviews with any... Um, artists. Okay. Then I was backstage, main stage for Russ. Yeah. And then backstage for like BBC One Extra, like during the night, so like when the millions and all of that come on. Fair and enough. And and stuff like that, so that was lit. What are you, um, what's your favourite thing about performing? I don't like it. You don't like performing? I do, but I don't. Like, Why? it's just. No man, it's just. Do you not feel like that connection with your fans, like, like singing your music? Obviously, for me, fortunately, more time when I perform is Rover in it, and that's like a top forty. So, mm. and it's always like these Caucasian crowds more time. So that's their <laughs> that's their juice. Like, you get yeah. me? They they drink that up. But like, sometimes it's like, and now like uh, for for instance, I, when I did Redden after we performed, the Nando's asked me to perform at their booth. And, oh, yeah. I, and I did leader, and there were some people that were vibing to it. Some people that didn't even know it, they were vibing, but obviously not everyone's vibing because not everyone knows the track. So it's like, sometimes when you're looking at people and they're not the, like vibing the way you are, it's like, it ruins your vibe. 
But that's why for me, I just I just keep my eye contact with those that are vibing really. Of course, yeah. So I mean, I I, I fuck with it. It's cool. I prefer to be a bit like tipsy though. I'll be real. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just lit. It's probably it's very nerve wracking. Like oh, being definitely. on stage and seeing so many people. Like I used to do performance dance, and I used to oh, techie. Is, techie. It stuff. was. But do you know the only good thing? Yeah, because we was doing it in like um, kind of like halls, like big halls with like a big stage. The lights kind of like make the audience dark, so you don't really see. You only see the couple. Like fast rows. Yeah, but obviously again, it depends on in the, the venue and Red, stuff. Yeah, um, in a, in Reading, you could see everyone. Everything. Everyone. Everything. Reading was so lit though. I can't do big crowds. Like I, I would not go to a festival if I wasn't backstage. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, but that's, that's, I can't do that. Me, I can't do that. I can't go anywhere unless I'm backstage. Facts. Like yes, I, I, I don't do, like. I don't like humans. people touching me and stuff like that. I don't. Oh. Yeah, no, nah, it's <laughs> not cool. So yeah. What was I saying to you about what we can expect from you in 2022? Um, yeah, so the lead single, well, not even a lead single, but obviously we shot the video for um, Just Do It with Toby. So that'll be the first thing I drop. Then the EP's there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to release a couple singles throughout the year as well. Um, and potentially touring, potentially having a headline show. We're working on a lot of stuff around the project um, externally and yeah are you trying to show people how versatile you're going to be oh show? definitely definitely yeah most definitely they're getting different styles of DTG different genres different they're going to hear my rap inside and all sorts are we going to hear much more like personal side of you as well like yeah yeah definitely yeah uh, you see my thing yeah the way i make music is like i'm i'm a storyteller so i either tell my story someone else's story on their behalf or like i create a story so yeah it's always or like I'm, i can make like motivational music yeah um um it's vibey music were you good at english at school yeah, yeah i got yeah. it i got okay. it english I, can, I figured that yeah. As a storyteller, someone that has, you're you're very like good with your words. Thank you, thank yeah. you. I try. <laughs> so I even saw on your Twitter today because I stalked you a little bit before you got here. My Twitter. Yeah, and your Instagram. All right. Talking about this football stuff. Oh no. The Everton person. What is that? What's oh. going on with him? Oh, Van der Beek. Oh, basically, Van der Beek is a player from the Dutch league. Um, he came from Ajax. Um, and Manchester United, my club, we signed him for £40 million two seasons ago and we don't play him. It's so stupid. Like, he's a really good player and he barely gets played. And it's like every time he does play, he does so well. And today, we loaned him to Everton. So obviously, he's going to come back, but he's on loan now. And it's annoying because he's a good player, but... It makes sense that he's going to go over there and actually get to play, which is what he deserves to do. But my fear is if he plays and enjoys himself over there, he's going to want to leave. And you don't want him to leave the team? No, because he's a good player, but we don't play him, so it's just stupid. What's the like, team that's got Ronaldo now? My team, Manchester United. Oh, I bet he's gassed about that. 100%. My shirt says, who at the back. What does that mean? That's what he says when he scores. Is that what he says? You know, I grew up being a Man United fan. But I never really watched it. My sister likes it. She loves football. She's Man United and her partner's Liverpool. Oh, that's techie. It's that techie. five, that five, no, must have broken her heart. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my days. I call her, I have to marry Manchester United fam. You have to? Have to. When it comes to girls, how are you like with girls? What does that mean? How are you like with girls? Do you find time for girls? I can make time for girls if I need to. What's your type? I don't have a type. You know what's so mad? Growing up, my type was Asian girls. So? Yeah, but I never spoke to any. <laughs> I just thought, like, they were beautiful. Oh. But, like... We are. <laughs> facts. But, like... We are. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, longevity-wise, it just never really makes too much sense. What um, country are you from? Nigeria, Jamaica, yeah. India. Damn. Yeah. Nigeria, Jamaica, India. So yeah. you're trying to find a Nigerian, Jamaican, or Indian? Uh, I don't mind, like... Who are you, like? I don't even, like... You know how... I even went through a stage where, obviously, because... So growing up, I only knew what, like... I only knew about white girls, because obviously I went to primary, um, private schools and oh, those yeah, are only around white kids. White so that's all I knew growing up. Then when I discovered, like, other races and, like, other types of girls... It's like, damn! I was they like, okay... Like yeah, I was like, okay, like, this is what's going on. <laughs> but... Obviously, when you get older, it's like kind of a thing where like hella black guys are like, oh, no great things, no great things. <laughs> I don't care. Like I'll be real. Like I don't care. Like if you're leng, you're leng. But I don't even care if you're leng. Like you need to be. But it's about the personality. Facts. You get it. I feel like personality makes you stay and looks draws you in. Hundred percent. But it's even more than personality. It's about compatibility yeah. Yeah. for me. Cause I'm a personality kind of girl. Like, I can't be with just anyone. Cause I can be when I'm comfortable with you. I'm a weirdo, I can't lie. Not a weirdo, mm, like, mm, <laughs> but mm. like, do you want your own... You just, yeah, I hear you You're still. just comfortable, do you know what I'm saying? Nah, it's good to be like that. But for me, it's, again, more than that, like, your lover needs to be your best friend, you get? Mm. Like, because once you got that, then there's just nothing. You don't need anything anywhere else. And then, like, the respect will always be there as well. So your ideal girl is? Just, like... A nice looking girl who supports Manchester United <laughs> and has a good personality and is, you know, we have the same sort of interests and I guess, yeah, literally the same sort of interests. Can you cook? Oh, yes. What can you cook? I cook every day on my Snapchat. Every day. I need some recipes. I'm gonna follow your Snapchat. My baking recipes are better. Baking, you bake. Yeah. I used to bake every Sunday and then I stopped because my mum said I was getting too heavy. Oh my days. <laughs> I hear it though. My though. family just full of fat shamers. I'm telling you, no one can cuss me because my family's probably said it all. Fair enough. But yeah, no nah, man, cook store. What's um, your favorite dish? Obviously, I'm, I only eat healthy in it, so like. Oh yeah. I make like. I'll do like chicken, mixed veg, cabbage, like just all of that stuff really. Like it's mad, it's just healthy. Like I'll do like a Greek salad. Um, do you do like tutorials on my snap? Um, only for baking. Like I do baking tutorials on my snap because I feel like no one cares about the cooking stuff, but these lot are gonna still order their KFC anyway, don't matter. I'm the guilty. Yeah, man. I'm so guilty of takeout, takeouts. Especially last week, yeah, I had to do my dissertation for uni. Me and my flatmate probably ordered about two, three times a day. Mad. Spent so much money just on food. Even like, even now, we don't even have a dissertation to do. But it'll be like, I'll come home from work. What do you want? Mm. Oh, let's order. Blah, blah, blah. But both of us feel like we don't want to eat everything anymore. I'm, I'm the one that cooks. 
she's on the washes. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm... My mum, my mum and my stepdad taught me everything I know, pretty much. Can you cook like? Obviously, you're Nigerian, Jamaican, and Indian. Unfortunately, can I can't cook anything from any of those countries. Do you know what to say? I can't cook Indian. But the I thing is, it's because like obviously, if I want to learn, I can like I can do like banana fritters, which is like um, a dessert, which mm. I guess comes from like well, I know it as Jamaican anyway. The Chinese have their own version, but it's, that one is not nice. But, um, yeah, I don't know how to make any traditional foods. I can make, like, pounded yam, but that's fucking easy. You just get it and just keep stirring it until it becomes solid, really. It's nothing special. Um, yeah, I've just never really tried. Um, I can make African stew, to be fair, which I guess is one step closer to making jollof rice. But they're quite heavy on, like, oils. Like, they yeah, use palm oil, right? Yeah. That's quite heavy. It's fucking heavy. That's, like, Indians. Like, we use sunflower, vegetable oil. I have to make dal, actually. But, again, oh, that's yeah. fucking easy. Mm. Um, I don't even know how to make dal. Nah, it's so easy. I know, it's so easy. But do you know what it was? When I was younger, my parents used to... Well, my sisters, because I've got four big sisters, and they used to get on to me, you need to learn to cook, you need to learn how to cook. So I'm stubborn, so I didn't. Mm. Until I moved... Like, since I started living by myself, that's when I taught myself how to cook. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I literally, I've kind of always, mm, I've said I've been doing it for like the past year and a half, but I do it like all the time. That's all we have time for today. If you've enjoyed this week's episode of Session 121, please comment below and stay tuned for more episodes and let us know on our socials who you want to see on the show next. Bye!